to a Frigid Friday. Oh my goodness. Cyptionary edition. Fre- freaky Frigid Friday. Uh, why? I don't know. Why is it Freaky Friday? <laughs> why is it Freaky? It's a movie. Why well, no, it's a movie. It's freaky. But that it's a movie because people like swap like <coughs> identities. Yeah, it's not uh, Friday the 13th either. No. no. That's terrifying. That's it's February 3rd. It's February third, and the sun is out. So I mean, that but it is. is nice. if you're going like freezing cold, outside. sun is out. At least, at least, it's seventeen degrees outside, though. It is. I did think that this morning because I saw the sun rise this morning, and I was just like, you know, like life is just beautiful here in Ohio. And I was like, oh, that's probably just me seeing the sun for the first, first time <laughs> in months. <laughs> yeah, so. I remember this. I remember this was the way it was in in Germany. I remember we were driving in, and you could see Heidelberg. Heidelberg just kind of sat in between like two little mountains type thing, and right there on the river. But like when the sun was out, especially during the the winter, it, it was very gray there too. Sure. Like, like so many days of gray. But when the sun was out, it's all of a sudden just pristine. It just looked beautiful. Perfect. I'm just I'm like, oh wow, the blues are really blue, and and the 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 whole city of Heidelberg looked really cool um, when the, when the sun was out. You'd always see these like hot air balloons and stuff like that. Oh really? Just yeah, it'd be in the even. It's true. I remember a lot of hot air balloons. Yeah, because when the sun is out, it just looks beautiful because because it's been gray and we've had so many stinking gray days um but when the sun is out like today i was driving i'm like i don't know it just feels good it's a real it's a real thing though it is seasonal having that uh cloudy all the time well having that vitamin d the sun makes a huge difference you guys know statistically we have as much cloud cover as seattle yeah we do know that not as much rain but as much cloud we do know that yeah it's very nice today though Hopefully it's nice where you're at, yep. wherever you're listening, yeah, or viewing. Yep, viewing. Um, viewing. I can't wait. I did wake up though today. I was like, man, it would be nice to wear some shorts. Like it would be nice to be a little bit warmer. Would be nice. Would also be cold. Yeah, but also, <laughs> also the thing I like too is that it's starting to have days are longer. So like six yep. o'clock last night, I was like, oh, still wow. out. Yeah, sun was still yep. good. Yeah. It is nice. Sun that. sun rose up early this morning. Just you know, yeah, on yeah. the way in, which is which is it great. was awesome. Awesome, We're getting awesome. there. I think uh, like mid fifties next week. Spring. I know. I know. I was like, whoa! But that's awesome. rain. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we got we got MLS starting up here in a little bit. We got disc golf season pro tour getting started. So that's yeah. Fun. Mm, don't know that one. Spring don't, and summer's on the way. You know who I'm really excited about? Paul McBeth, Bobby Ricky, Valentine, Ricky Wysocki. Bobby Valentine. He's a he's he's a great disc golfer, um, up and coming youth in in the disc golfing scene. What are you talking about? Um, he throws a mean left hook, and um, he's got these cutoff shorts that he wears. It's a staple. So um, a mean left hook. Is he also a boxer? Um, no, he he doubles as a uh, butterfly photographer. What are you what are we doing? <laughs> It's about as much and, as I know about and a uh, weed smoker and it smokes <laughs> like a weed. Oh my goodness, it's just crazy. No, I don't know anything about uh, disc golf people. Did you guys know that inflation's getting so ridiculous that in Jamaica and like Bahamas in that area, it's like to make a pie. It's like over two hundred dollars just to make a pie. Did you know that? No, it's not. Yes, it is, dude. Seriously, it's the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's the pirates of the Caribbean. Nice. There you go. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, who's got the update? I got got life updates. So I'm, and I was driving, just driving over here today. I'm thinking like, you know, 
my life is pretty boring. Like, what did I do this week? My I, life is good. Really, really, good. really good. But I'm like, I studied and I studied and I read. And then I met with people and I met with people and I studied and I wrote and I read and I met with people. And like, that's it. That's, that sounds beautiful. That, to be very honest with you. That's that, all I, I did. There's nothing like major going on. That's a good week. Well, so. No news is good news. No, I, so I got some. News. I got some good news this week. Okay, I did, and um, I'm I'm really pumped about it. So, this this will this has an end end game uh, in May, but um, my dissertation is is uh, accepted um, as far as um, the last edit is concerned, and then they send it off to guys who do the form like the formatting oh, stuff nice. just to make sure it's it's okay. So the content is good. The content is okay like um, That's the hardest part. The yes it is the hard. Well, I don't know. For me some of the hardest part is just that crazy format stuff. But once they told well, me he said like just get it done, don't worry about it. Yeah, we we'll we have guys straight. that that actually, you know, tidy it up for you and I'm like, "Yay for them." Uh, and then it goes to another reader but then um, they're in the process of setting the the date for a defense in March um, and Lord willing it'll be while I'm at the Shepherds Conference um, in, yeah, in there you March go. so is that what they try to do they try to yeah, line that up with you they or? do um, so they've they've had a little shift in what they're doing at this year in the Shepherds Conference so there's more TMS guys that are actually preaching at it and that kind of stuff so cool. it involves more of the guys who would be sitting in on those defenses but okay. um so yeah i'm on the defense about that i'm not sure <laughs> which, right, so. which side of defense right <laughs> which side of the defense but what's what's really cool is you're i mean i can see i can see the end i mean like it's it's very very near mm. you can see and clearly now yeah yeah and so the rain is gone it is but i'm telling you the effect it's been on on my own thinking my own preaching um my own construction of of sermons and stuff so i you know it's been it's been well worth the time and mm -hmm. energy but it's been like this this um pressure on my on my gut like I a drip 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 that will never stop yeah, yeah like i have this i have this well every pastor has this to some degree they have a um they have a spot in their gut that just hurts tick tick it just tick. it just kind of hurts a lot whoa <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so like I I I drink a lot of ginger beer, um, which is not minus the ginger. Just, yeah, yeah, no, with the ginger, <laughs> heavy on the ginger. I use I use Bundaberg, by the way, the diet Bundaberg. It's only twenty five calories, but man, it it's it really is soft on my. Brittany on my does, hmm. um, she just does tea, some nice calm uh, tea, ginger tea at night, where it helps yeah. her. Yeah, no, ginger settles down, but. Kombucha, but, but it has. I have kombucha downstairs, by the way, in do the you? garage. If you guys want some, yeah, I do. I do. I do oh, want I'll some. Take, I'll I'll take some. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you not like kombucha? No, I do. I just oh. haven't drunk it. Okay, drank it, drinked it, drunked it, drinked German, drinked it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's my that's my update. I mean to me that's a it's, it's a huge, dude. huge, it's huge milestone that is uh, coming to an end, and um, but because of that, it has. Um, you know, it's shot me down other different alleys. I think I told you guys, but like we have 17 um, young men who will be, will be, we're beginning a, Chaz and I are beginning a um, theology class. We're calling it Theological Hall. Sweet. And um, it'll be for anyone who, it's, we haven't opened it up for anyone. We just kind of asked, we select guys that, 
It's open to the people yeah. you asked to come. Yeah, to come. Um, <laughs> very inclusive. Yeah, for exclusive for now, group. for now, as, as we run through this, but we're using Sinclair Ferguson's book called The Christian Life, and it's basically um, studying through the doctrines of grace. It's beautiful. Mm. Like it's, yeah. um, he's very succinct. He do, he doesn't. So it's only 187 pages. Which laymen, what I think many many guys don't understand, laymen um, struggle through some of the big thicker books of theology, yeah, and, no, and I I want to kind of bring them in on a um, like a emerging lane on that, and yeah. I don't want to stuff it. And then I got about three or four of those guys uh, I'm going to get with separately, and we're gonna we're gonna have like three to four different Sunday nights this year. Where one of those guys is is preaching a message. Yeah, that's a hard thing. I I I'm kind of learning this as a pastor. Like, I I I kind of feel like I'm. Um, this might sound like super arrogant. I'm, I'm trying to be super arrogant about it, but like I almost feel like, like as a parent, tries to like get their kids to eat more of the right stuff. Right. Like you're just trying to like, like here, try this. Come on, like yep. try try this. This is gonna be good. This tastes good. Yep. Like I'm not gonna give you something bad. You know that kind of stuff. That's kind of how I feel like giving theology to to guys these days is. Yeah. It's really tough. I mean, like, I got no a one's willing to be like. Yeah, dude, give me theology. Lay it on me. Like that's what I do. That's what I read. Like that's what I. That's what I love. Some do. Like it's rare. I got. Yeah, it's just. I've rare. got one or two guys that's reading the Puritans like all the time, and I'm like, who? No, they can have them. Like I don't that's even right. know who who that is. But like I know I have a couple friends. Like I mean, they took they took John MacArthur's huge, massive, systematic theology, and took their guys through it, and I'm like. I mean, great. More Bravo. power to you, man. I don't do know how it. you do it. Right. But. Bravo. But I'm like, I want our guys to, I, I want to think with all the, like all the podcasts and all the things like at our fingertips, I'm like gone are the days where you have to like read theology. You can like, you can podcast theology. Right. You can YouTube theology. Like there's so much great content out there through various mediums. Yeah. I'm like, there's probably just matters. no excuse. Probably well, matters who you're YouTubing and who you're podcasting. I think that's true, but, but I'm like, let me tell you about the guys that I love. Like, let me tell you like sure, where I found sure. the pot of gold sort of stuff. And like, it's just some, some guys latch onto it and some guys don't. Anyway, it's just yeah. Sure. I mean, Grudem has his whole theology book that he teaches on podcast. It's, it's yeah. on podcast. Yeah. yeah. You can go get it on podcast. So yeah, but I, I love the, I love the interaction yeah. um, that, that, that this class will bring. I mean, these are, these are really good guys. Yeah. I mean, every one of them are just really, really good. So, yeah, I'm, and I'm hoping to. My my goal is to, as I said, stock the shelves in yeah. our in our church. It's um, good to have a whole next generation, which was really cool because it um, flowed out of really um, Peter, and, and we're going through First Peter. But like last week, the whole focus was, hey, the Old Testament prophets they pointed to Jesus. Hey, the New Testament apostles they pointed to Jesus, and angels they looked down from heaven trying to figure out what did Jesus do. And how they could enjoy it because they can't. Um, and so I just said, one of the things that the old, the Old Testament prophets did was they const- they realized that this message that they were writing, it it really was for the next generation. Yeah. If, and right. and I said that that thing, that idea of what I do now, I build the next generation, has been as long as God has created man. Right. Take this, 
give it to your generation. children. That's right. Give it to the next generation. So yep. that's I mean, we just said that last last week. I just said this is what we're doing, guys. We're gonna give it to the next generation. So awesome. let's get busy with it. So let's do it. Yeah. Well, uh let's shift to our topic of the day. What's uh what sort of things are we discussing these days? Well, I thought um <clears throat> one of the things that I um just a series of things that God has, has put in my own life um, the past year, year and a half or so. Uh, I'm, I've just been jotting down some things and just and some ideas. And one of the things I thought we would chat about is um, what is it? What, how, does, uh, how does a church, and that includes both leadership and fellowship. You know, that's my word for people who are, if you have, if you have folks who will lead, then you got to have people who will follow. And both, both play a very important part, and you can't take one away from the other. You've got to have both. But both must do their job. Yeah, must be healthy, must be committed to their roles. Yeah, and yeah. so, but one of the things that we can intentionally go after is what I call, and I, I'm still wondering which word I'm going to land with, but I call a culture of joy, a culture of freedom, uh, a culture that's not binding. Um, how, how do you How do you create... A, a world. I know. I know Ray Ortland. I love his his view, and I know you you kind of take to this too. Um, the gospel culture, um, and I and I I think sometimes when we use the word gospel, like all the time, it can be a little bit blurry as to what does that mean, um, and, um, and and so it's always really really good to make sure that you have a good understanding of the gospel. And then that begins to live itself out. But that should play out in a number of ways. But one of the ways it should play out is you you build a culture of of joy, of freedom. Hey, I am beloved in Christ. Therefore, I'm free to love my brother and my sister in Christ. I'm, I'm free to learn theology. I'm free to, to serve in, in the church. I'm free to laugh like like I'm just like like I'm I am free to crack a joke. Yeah. Um I'm also free to get very serious about the things of God. I don't have to, you know, and it, it's not a legalistic way. It's not a way of you can only do this if you do it this way. And so um I've been jotting down there's 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 a great difference between learning how to serve and bullying your your congregation mm-hmm. or a congregation congregant bullying yep. leadership that's right and uh, um so one one is an organic thing i think it's a natural result of of gospel culture it's a natural result of understanding that it it is not my performance that does anything yeah. so i don't have to keep looking at my performance and so therefore i have to perform in front of you and part of that performance is i'm going to say things this way and you better say them the same way yeah um we don't we don't have to live that way um we can live and 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 this is understand something this is totally opposite the way i was raised yeah i was raised this is the way you go this way yeah and only this way and anything other than that Bad is, is and bad and wrong and different, and then you begin to realize that you know what God's not limited to that way. He's, right. he's not, right. and it and then what happens is is people fill in the blanks and they go like, well, then if you don't, then this is going to happen and this is going to slippery happen. slope, right? And I'm going like, and you know what? God seems to work through that. I don't understand that, yeah. and it doesn't mean that I are certain things that I can't teach or certain things that I can't do, and um, you know, I can I can promote. 
I can promote godliness. I can promote holiness, yeah. as it were. But I'm f- much more free to do it yeah. than if I'm policing and if right. I'm beating people up if they don't do it my way. And um, one of the one of the illustrations is, you know, if you have an associate, for for instance, um, I've you know Chaz is with us now, and he's he is he's a rookie, but he is. He is a dynamic preacher. I mean, he is a yeah, he is a good, good preacher, and I'm um, I'm like, all right, what if people start really liking him? Newsflash: They probably will. Yeah, well, I they hope probably, they will. They probably should. Yeah, I right. hope they that's, will because I do. They should. I mean, that's I'm right. like, yeah, go for it, man. That's right. Um, well, does he have to do it like me? No, no, not at all. He right. doesn't. He doesn't. In fact, we're kind of hoping he doesn't. Right. right? We don't. Absolutely. That's, that's uh, the whole thing. That is the whole thing. But I'm just saying. Um, I don't want him getting jealous of me either. Right, right. Uh, and so, and so um, we're, we're working through that. But so what are the things, um, what are the things as you think about it, what are some things that uh, both the fellowship and the leadership can do to cultivate this kind of joy and freedom? Yeah, and let me just step in. I, I, you know, and I, I'm with you, like the whole gospel-centered everything somehow becomes ungospel-centered at, at points. Gospel-centered nothing. Right. So maybe yeah, maybe it's helpful to try to encapsulate what we're trying to say by like him just rephrasing it like a good news culture in the sense of like, oh. because I, I think that that, I mean, that's what the gospel is. It is it is good news, but that helps reframe the the conversation a little bit in the sense that it's it's good. And we believe that it's too good to be true. Right. Which, you know, makes it a mystery. Okay. But it also, so like it, it makes our hearts pause just a little bit because it's something we don't understand. So we're not ready to just go around and just whacking people over the head instantly. You just be right. like, get a hold of this. It's just like, no, we, we hold it as a mystery, but also it is good. Like it literally does make you smile. Yeah. Uh, that's where that laughing aspect comes in. It's like, it's too good to be true and it is true. But then it's also news. So it's received, mm-hmm. right? It's not something we do. It's something that's just announced that we believe. So right. that there's faith. Yep. But it's also about news that is done outside of us so it's done by grace so it's a gracious thing um and of course it's rooted in it's rooted in jesus so like it's jesus centric so i think all of those things kind of playing in like we could ask our churches yes okay i know you have good news doctrine at least i hope you have good news doctrine and i actually hope again you i i think most churches have news doctrine they ha- I, I do. I think most churches have news doctrine. I'm not sure how good news it is. Right. I don't think it's always projected as like, this is the best news out there. This is the news that will actually bring joy, peace, you know, satisfaction, things right. like that. Right, right, but, right. So question is like for us and for our churches, for our leadership and our <coughs> fellowship, how how good news is your church culture? Yeah. And I think that that breathes so much life into it. And I think, you know, good news leadership Yep. We'll promote a certain kind of softness and humility mm-hmm. and peaceableness, but then also good news fellowship will have a lot of like flexibility. So for instance, I actually, um, I felt bad last Sunday, um, in the announcements, I said something that like, I went off the stage and I was like, I, I just shouldn't have said that. Um, it just was like off color and it wasn't great. And, but you know what? I didn't hear anybody, like nobody came up afterwards and was like, pastor that was out that was out of place even though like it was and i i shouldn't have said it and i made a mental note of like all right don't ever use that phrase all again like that's not appropriate for the for the yeah you have to yeah 
But I went, but I went home and like, and no, no, not a word, not a word from people. In fact, I actually, um, then after the service, I went to people who in my church, I, I would think would be more conservative uh-huh. and noted that like they were actually, they noted to me cause there was a bunch of people in our church matching for some reason. Like it was so weird. They all, they had these like red checkered <laughs> and black. I saw the pictures. It was <laughs> so weird. Four of them, four people wow, in our church wow, were like wow, the wow, exact wow, same wow. pattern. So I, and I commented on that. And the wife of one of the husbands was like, yeah, do you know how hard it is like for him to come in like jeans and a flannel shirt to church and what that does? And she says, oh, that reminds me. Um, she's like, why don't you ever wear like sports things on Sunday? Like, cause basically like the rest of our church does. Like sports, like jerseys, like or jerseys hats. or oh. like whatever. And I just said, a like, I, just said, we, I know that's fine, but I I'm like, I just said, you're free to do that, that by the way. Yeah, you are. Um, so I just said, I, it's just ingrained in me. I'm free to do that, but I'm also free not to do yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I, I said. I, I said, yeah. I, I, you know, I just, I grew up in a different place and, you know, I'm always thinking about like the one visitor who walks in yeah. and, and like, things that, like right. that. Just so you know, I, I wear sports yeah. stuff. You but, can, you're free to do that. I <laughs> so, so this lady. And I wear clogs, Crocs and so, so this lady open toe shoes all the time. Who said that her husband has a hard time mm-hmm. like wearing jeans and a flannel shirt because he used to just wear suit and tie. Right. She said, let's do Jersey. Let's do, and I, I can, I know her heart. I know her. I know what she was thinking about. She said, let's do Jersey night on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, that'd be cool. And she looked at me and she said, let's do Jersey night on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, wow. And that'd she was, in other words, she was telling me yeah. like, like we want to give you like, we know you like wearing sports jerseys and sports things, but you don't because you love us. So she's like basically said, we want you to do that for you. Interesting. Cool. And I just said, I was like, okay. Yep. I said, okay. Yeah, your be, your environment cool, is, that'd be is really fun. Your environment is deeply different than, than, no, than but, mine. But, but like, okay. point well taken of right. like, point is that can free. happen. Yep. Yep. That yep. Can't, yep. And it doesn't have to be like, well, we're bad. No, no. It, actually, no. we can celebrate. Like, why don't we do this every once in a while? I need and I really appreciate it. <laughs> I really appreciated that it came from somebody who I would consider like more conservative than right, I right. am from that pers- perspective. And older, even though I and older, and older right. right? That helps too. Um, but she did it out of love. I mean, that like yeah. it was a very, it was a very like, oh, these people really do love me because like she said, like, I want you to do this. That's cool. you know, and I was like, that's really awesome that my church can do that. Jersey Great. night. So I jotted down several several things, and we can kind of just um, go through this, but maybe if you're sitting there, um, and I would say this isn't just for pastors. This is for, for people as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. That you might want to jot these down. Um, maybe, I don't, know if we, I don't know if we want to put them on the website or whatever, but um, so first of all, I would say in your heart, you intentionally choose to trust Christ, that, that the same God who saved you and the same God who sanctified you and justified you and continues to form that image of Jesus in your heart is the same God that does that to other people. Yep. So we, in many ways, we could say this, we, we work for the same boss. Yep. We have the same spirit. We have the, Corinthians same, 12. We have the same spirit. And somehow we, we get out of this. The bully in particular thinks, no, my spirit is, is better than yours. And I'm, I'm going to tell you how to, how to do this. That's literally first Corinthians 12. Yeah. The issue there. And like, it stinks. Yeah. I'm just telling you it stinks and it brings, it brings pain and suffering yeah. because you have to be like me and you have That's to right. think like me and That's you have, right. and I'm going like, where is God in the middle of that? Right. Well, I mean, whose church is this? Right. Is this my church? Is this the elders church? Everyone say no. Right. All right. Is this the Congress? 
member gets church. Nope. Everyone say no. Nope. <laughs> so Many gifts. Yes. One spirit. Right. They all fro- flow from the same spirit. Yeah. And out of that trust of Christ, you can then, and you should, and you're free to trust others. Yeah. yeah. So so trust trust your other elders. And guess what? They're going to do wrong. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're going to be imperfect, and you can still trust them. Yeah. And, and I said that when I was very, very, yeah. very young and in our church in Germany. And I had one guy look at me, and he goes like, and wonder if you're wrong. That thought, honestly, yep. had never crossed my mind. Mm. And that was humbling. Yeah. But I needed to hear that. Right. Yeah. But it's also yeah. like, oh, well, when you're trusting in your leadership or when you're trusting in your fellowship, yep. works both ways, um, you're trusting in God. Absolutely. Again, we have the same spirit. Right. God's put us together in one body. And boy, is that, man, that, that's important. Um, Huge. Third, celebrate grace. Yep. Like, like, um, we, I've been we've been making a joke of this at at Calvary, but like this is true. Every breath you take, every time you take a breath, that's God's grace to you. I don't understand what. Every breath you take. Oh, first. Okay. Every move you make. But but do you see how do you see how what we deserve begins to rule our thinking? Yeah, for sure. And we don't we don't look at. Um, just the very fact that I'm breathing, it's God's gracious. Yeah. We don't we don't look at that. We don't we don't value that. We don't treasure that. Yep. And because of that, then our hearts um, are no longer filled with gratitude. We're not we're not yep. grateful. You you know we're we're complaining whatever. And I'm just going like no breathe. Right. So I had I had a guy this week. <laughs> we had lunch together, and the I mean the 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 service front part was just like very confusing and very wrong and i was i was getting like i, I mean i just kind of wrinkled my face a little bit and turned my head and was like what is going you have on? a bad recently have bad customer experience <laughs> i did i i had one too it's miserable I hate so it. he had already gotten his and he was sitting down and i came down and he was going like what what was wrong and i'm going like yeah it's and he goes like wait he goes like wait he goes like just breathe yeah just good breathe. yeah <laughs> i'm like thank you thank you but i i just think we need to celebrate grace yep absolutely if people are celebrating grace um, and they're understanding what that means. That that's the right. whole thing, man, right, right. there. That's the whole but then, thing. But <clears> then, um, and I think this is part of it, and, and you can't grab one of these without it pulling the uh, pulling at the other, but learn to rely on those around you. Like, like you, you, you learn and you're investing into people's lives, but they have gifts that you don't. Yep. And so you, you learn to say like, hey, you, you have a place in my, in my life. I, I can't remember ever, ever, in all my life, having a conversation with my senior pastor where I felt like I was having a part in his life. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. N- never. And man, that concerns me because I'm like, I want, I want people to know that they, they can have a say in my life. Yeah. Now, not obviously I can't get around to everybody. You know, we, we're we're running about three hundred or so, and and frankly, we're landlocked. We're we're never going to really be above that. Um, so I'm I'm watching it creep back up, and the, you know, and I'm just like, oh man, here we go again. Because about time to send yeah. people our right, way. Be Plant the, a church. Yeah. So, but but rely on those around you, and then, um, and then create an, an environment of encouragement. In other words, like people need to be encouraged, and people need to encourage. Yeah. Yeah. So so that starts from the top and it should flood down but it also should start from the bottom and permeate upwards. 
Yep. Um, people should be encouraging one another. Uh, I, last week, I, someone came in and they sat down and you could tell just on their face, it, it must have been a horrible week for them or whatever. It was really fun for me to sit and watch as two of our people just came alongside that person and just began chatting with them. I don't think it was anything serious, but you could see the whole demeanor, the the look on their face change, and you're just going like, bravo, perfect. Now, from time to time, and we have this, and it it really bothers me, we, we find some lonely person just doesn't somehow, doesn't somehow get their needs met and doesn't connect and i don't know what i don't know what to do with that Uh, i think part of it is broken world i mean it's a broken world because i know i know for you know two situations in my head i'm thinking and people have reached out and reached out and reached out but but when they come they sit in the back they don't engage and i'm just going like come on you you have to put forth effort so i think that's from the bottom up as well and and then I wrote this because you, you want to learn to correct and confront with gentleness. I, I think we can, with a gracelessness and with a rigidity in which we ourselves feel like and we're performance-oriented, we have a tendency not to be gentle. Yeah. Um, gentleness is the long-lost art of Christianity, Boy, in, in my opinion. True. Just there, where's the gentle person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Boy, my yeah. mind, I have like three or four men mm-hmm. that I look back on. Like I, for me, it was Dwight Gustafson. Some of you would know him, but mm. like I don't know of a more gentle and yet gifted man. Yeah. Um, and and as a musician, more gentle than Dwight Gustafson. Mm. Um, I love I loved his kids. They were dear friends of mine. Um, even their son, his son David, who works in Washington D.C. Uh, just in my mind, that gentleness is permeates their lives. Yeah, cool. uh, every every one of them. And then the same um, uh, does not have that. I know. No, I don't. <laughs> right? No. This we is, do, yeah, that's not our strength. It's not <laughs> our strength. <laughs> and I did my strength finders. <laughs> that's not one of the top ten. <laughs> no, no. Or fifty. Yeah. <laughs> fifty. But I. And that's a source of discouragement in my own life when I when I see it. Like I was with a guy this week, and and I said something, and as soon as I said it, it was like, "You idiot, dumb." You just so Open I stopped. Mouth, insert foot. Yeah, I just Chew stopped and I said, really "I'm hard. sorry that that what I I need to rephrase that. Let me rephrase that." And he was like, "Why? Why? What? No, I need to. I needed to hear that." I'm going like, "Yeah, but that had a a point to it." I think that like that is well. It's also kind of funny because when I talk with people too. That almost seems to be like a celebrated virtue in Christianity is when you just get wrecked. Like, convict well, me, brother. Well, stomp on my toes. Well, some people are like that. You're that preacher like, stomped on my toes. Right. I'm yeah, I'm like, like I, I, think, I know I plenty think. of other people who are not like that, who don't look forward to that. So there, I think there is a time that, For sure. that For we, sure. need to, we need to make a point. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. Truth in, in love. Yeah. My name is Peter. Yeah, I'll cuss you out. <laughs> I'll yeah. Cuss you out. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, and then I think this is be willing to be willing to repent and seek forgiveness. Mm, mm. And and you you aren't the judge of your own repentance. Oh. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's tough though too to No, but that's I mean, that's true. But and it also keeps you humble. But, but I yeah. yeah, but I think we can learn. We can learn a great deal. It means you're probably always going to be repenting, if that's true. Well, yep. Well, 
Once mm. regenerated, always repenting. Always repenting. The right. whole life is a is a life yeah. of repentance. Yeah, it's a good thing to. I mean, like even that aspect is to think about. You know, if you look, if you take thirty seconds and just think about, like, when was the last time I actively repented? Mm. You know, that's a good kind of litmus test to kind of judge judge yourself by. Right. Right. Just think about that for no, a second. No, I know. I know. So, yeah. but then, but then I would say this, um, and we'll tidy this up. Uh, <clears throat> understand that a gospel culture like that, a freedom culture, a, a culture of joy is and can be very intimidating mm-hmm. for people who come from without. They come in and they're going like, okay, this is not normal. Something's going on here. Well, I, th- I think it's intimidating mostly because there's very few places to hide. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's intimidating. It's yeah. open. It's transparent. Like I, I find with me personally that it's sometimes it's the it's the person who just wants to quietly do their own thing at the same time who wants to look really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But quietly they want to do their own thing because the truth of that keeps needling them mm-hmm. and they don't get that needling anywhere else yep. and they want to feel good. Yeah. They want to look good rather than actually be good. Right. Yeah, so. and I mean, I, I talked to you about this before we logged on, but like um, there are people, and I've been in multiple churches that have what I would frame up as like a good news culture. And you can always see, because there's always people who walk in with like ulterior motives into the church. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that's, in my opinion, kind of most people, yep. to be very honest yep. with you. Yep. Uh, most people who walk into the church have ulterior motives for for, and what I mean by that, I'm not saying that they're nefarious or evil. I'm just saying like most people aren't interested in merely hearing and living in the reality of the good news. Right. They want something else. They want something else. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not saying that. And that's sometimes they don't even know. That. That's right. That's they right. don't even know they want. They're something not. Else. They're not trying to be mean and malicious. Right. Some of them. They're right. just. They. It's just opposed to here. Just come and sit. Like I'll talk to people. And they're like, it's like I just want a place to serve. I'm like, sorry. To serve here, I mean, these are good news people. Yeah. You know, so like I, we're not asking you to do anything. We don't, we don't need you to do anything first and foremost. Right. You will be doing things, but like really we're good news people. So come and sit and hear the good news for about six weeks. Yep. Try that uh, and then see what happens after that. Um, but anyway, like I, it's just, we've seen people come in, they look around for a little bit and they're like, like we go after them. We kind of like mm-hmm. good news them a yep. little bit. And then they're like, nah, fam, I'm, I'm out. Like, right. and it's like, I wonder you know, and we don't have time. We don't have time with them to like really sit down and be like, "So, what are you really looking for?" Right, and, you know, right. like, why? Why are you running away? But I do think a lot of it has to do with like that intimidation of of a good news culture. Yeah, it, it shines a light on them, but it also is intimidating. Like, I get it. It's not. It's not easy because I mean, you have to see the reality of yourself. Yeah, and you don't always buy your own press. In fact, most of the time, you're repenting of your own press. And then you're finding your sufficiency in Jesus. And what what gives me comfort as a pastor is that uh, Jesus, um, he didn't always have people following him, and he didn't always go after everybody either. Yeah. Um, he was human after all. Yeah. So anyway, good good, good talk, good discussion. We'll, uh, come if you back have after questions, throw them, throw them at us. Raise and your I'd hand. Be glad, uh, or just call me, send me a text or whatever. I'd be glad to chat with you about it. So, cool. Break time. Let's take a break.
Hey, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, back, back. So what What actually does go on? Like We ask this every, every time. time. I don't know. Nothing goes on. We nothing just, happens. They just listen to the so nothing happens. Well, so thing. I mean, I mean, I'm listening to the, these other podcasts, and they always have, you know, hey, did you ever go back? You know, I'm just like, we don't have anything like that. Oh, we don't, we don't have. Oh any no, 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 no. We do. Is that the anchor thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, we yeah. have an advertisement. We have a, and <laughs> because we make lots of money. Right. <laughs> it's so much money that if you have something you want us to advertise, we'll do it for free. <laughs> That's how much money we make off of it. It lessens the uh, the going pirates. Yeah, the, the going pirates of the uh, allows us to make pies, like the Caribbean. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, why in the winter, like people don't make pies? That's the other thing too. Is like you ever notice that? Like seasonal. So there's seasonal things. That I know, I don't but like understand Thanksgiving, why. Christmas pies everywhere, and then nothing. What mm. is the winter pie? Well, I think spring is coming, so I think that's when it picks back up because peaches start coming in and that peaches. Kind of stuff. peaches. Strawberry, rhubarb. All right. No, I think there's like chocolate, I think, is the thing in the spring, right? Is that like the, chocolate. The, the dessert? Should we talk about this? What are the desserts of the seasons? What is spring's dessert? I'm not prepared for this right now. I'm not either. Where does the Choco Taco fit in recipes? Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't had a Choco Taco. So what are you? Really what, so time. what are you? What are you inviting? Yeah, what, what's, so what's, what's, what's what actually oh, would you what be are you munching on? Yeah, so uh, you kind of mentioned it earlier. Uh, the MLS is starting. Yeah, crew yep, yep, starting yep, yep, yep. at the end of this oh, year. Oh, that's right. You've got, you got crew tickets. So you? crew tickets, crew season tickets, uh, really pumped about that. First home game is not until March, but our first actual game is the end of February. Oh, cool. But, um, yeah, we just got our, um, our subscription to the new MLS uh, Apple TV. Uh, Apple Plus, what do they call it? MLS the season MLS season, season pass. Season pass on called. Apple, which honestly I think is going to be a really really great product because what we've had in the past for viewing oh, of our horrible. Columbus Crew stuff is just straight garbage. I mean, it's just absolute garbage. But already um it, it the uh the the MLS season pass stuff on Apple TV is is actually pretty nice. It's got some pretty cool stuff on there. So Pretty pumped about that. Really imbibing in that. Um, trying to figure out how it all works and seeing if we can somehow steal it and give it to other people. <laughs> like we do. That's what we're really trying to like do. We do. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Subscription that we have, but I think Apple is uh, like always has got it figured out to where uh, it's not gonna not gonna work. You well, can't, it uh, probably shouldn't. You know? No, it definitely thing, shouldn't. So. No, that's the reality. It definitely shouldn't. And these people are getting all upset. So, like, Netflix is coming out with, like, they're cracking down on password sharing and stuff like that. And there's people, like, totally losing their minds about it. I'm one of those people. Well, I understand that, but... Well, I'm about ready to just drop it. Because, like, seriously... There's nothing really great well, on Netflix, the reason, The reason that we went to... We dropped it. Yeah, the reason that we went to, uh, like, YouTube TV is because the cable was getting so expensive. Yeah. Well, now everything you you pay for everything, so like you don't just get it all in one bundle, but you want to pick and choose. Go ahead and pick and choose, but you're going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, but it comes out to being about the same amount that you I were know. paying for. I know, anyways. but I always felt like that was too high. Yeah, frankly, it's air. Well, you're, you're paying really. for no, air. No, you're, I mean, <laughs> well, no, let's just no, hold no. on. Let's back up here for a second because when it comes to sports specifically, yes, you are just paying for air, right? Because they these channels, sports channels, sign deals with these leagues. And that's how they make their money. Right. That's how these TV rights... But they get their money on the basis of your eyeballs. To some degree, yeah. I mean, yeah. but but also, I mean, the, the, the actual sport is paying them to do that. 
So, but they're pay- the dollar amount. All of it is settled on how many eyeballs are they generating, and they have ways of tracking that. And it's the same with Netflix. I mean, like they don't put out this content unless they know they were going to get eyeballs on it. Once they know that they get their eyeballs on it, then that's how they generate their money. It's just going to be interesting to see like the the viewership that's going to drop off on Netflix when they finally. They've been teasing it for a while, though. I feel like it's been like a year they've been teasing this. We're doing password shutdowns and stuff yeah, like that, but they haven't yeah. put it into play. So if they do put it I'm into play, I think the last time we watched, I mean, yeah, it'll be I, interesting. I mean, I'm happy to drop Netflix. To be honest, I mean, I'll miss the Great British Baking Show. I think it'll like speaking of seasons, it'll probably go through seasons. Like yeah. I'll sign up a month of this, a month of that. You know, when Mandalorian comes out, I'll pick up Disney Plus. You know, all that stuff. So what if you did? Because um, I think you like with YouTube TV, like you can record the British Baking Show. I think on YouTube TV. Yeah, you can do stuff like that, dude. That helps. But and like, just say you got unlimited DVR on YouTube TV. PBS. I want to record all of it. Yeah, you just can't. You can. <laughs> no, I, no. I'm so the British Baking. It's a great show. Is it? No, it's, it's fantastic. I, you're I'm not. You don't watch I the don't, Great British I, Baking Show. I don't know anything thing. about it. It's no. the same thing over and over again. Seriously, the Great know. British Baking Show is great, okay. and it's British, and it's a baking show. You should watch it. <laughs> I will, because I like just about anything British. Jürgen, so. yeah, <laughs> I probably deserve to win today. That, that's German. That's Jürgen. Yeah, they've got that's German. German. They have all sorts of people on there, oh, my and Jürgen was one of them. You're like, yeah, I win Star Baker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably the best this week, but uh, you know, it's hilarious. Yoo-hoo. You come blow out. Come blow out. Yeah, Jurgen did not deserve to lose that season. I'll just tell you that much. Uh, cool. So a scandal. It was MLS starting. Um, I got. Uh, I also. Oh, I also have tickets to a Blue Jackets game, which they're bad. Straight yeah. garbage. Oh, they're bad. Well, so is OSU basketball yeah, team. They're so yeah. bad. It's Horrible. Not, not a lot of good sports happening right now. No, it's yeah. Been very Columbus. disappointing. It's very area. disappointing. Like uh, Manchester United have won eleven home games in a row across all competitions. Just so you know, that's pretty great. Go Man U. That's pretty great. All right, well, I'm wrapping things up with the word, and uh, I got 1 Corinthians 15 on tap today. Um, and and really, like, it's one of those passages where it's it's like it's it's hard to communicate just how important it is. Um, I know how, how do you how do you communicate that one passage is more important than something else? Yeah, right. But also, like, I feel like just spending three minutes here at the end of a podcast is like dumb in comparison to what this passage is. So it might oh, just be sure. worth like going and reading. Um, but I, I would encourage you to actually do it um, for this reason. Um, it holds so much of your um, salvation in place. What, like what Paul ends up talking about, he ends up talking about the resurrection at the very end of first Corinthians 15, but he's also trying to remind them of the objective work in time and work in history of Jesus Christ, the finished work that was witnessed, that was testified to, proclaimed, um, the gospel. And I don't know, I, I'm going to put it to you. I'm going to go ahead and read just a little bit of it. Not not too much, uh, but 1 Corinthians 15. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, If you hold fast to the word, I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance, which I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. 
Then he appeared to more than 5,000 brothers, excuse me, 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. So anyway, like I, there's so much here, like, and you can literally stop at almost each word or each phrase, right? And it just unpacks. I would remind you, the the gospel is nothing but it, uh, the only bodily function you need to be saved is your rememberer. That right. in like that's a sermon right there. Like yeah, that is so good. rich. That is so deep. That's good. I would remind you, brothers, of something that is of first importance. Yeah. Then he says, like, I would remind you, brothers. Mm-hmm. Pe- they're already he he's trying to assure them of their salvation. Yeah. Not so like Paul's aim to the Corinthian church right. is to assure them. Not disassure them. That's his plea. Yep. I would remind you, Corinthians, go backwards. Use your rememberer, brothers, go backwards, of the good news that I preach to you. And again, it's received. That's a faith mechanism. Yep. You didn't yep. achieve it. You didn't go out and get it. You received it. And that's, and I Paul's not the only you. one who does that. I mean, God says it's the very first thing. Here, always with the Lord our God is one. Here, here. Yep. Here. That preaching mechanism Just is like, over if you over have a preacher, man, you have God's grace in his face yes. of Jesus shining on you. Yes. It's beautiful. Listen, listen. Right. And, and anyway, I, I just want to encourage you. There is so much here in 1 Corinthians 15. I, 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 I don't have time to unpack it, but maybe, maybe this is kind of like a devotional in the future for you. If you just take the time, slow down your heart rate, go through 1 Corinthians 15, and just look at phrase by phrase how this is significant for your salvation. Just write down, how is this significant for my salvation? This gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, present tense, and by which you are being saved, mm-hmm. present tense. Mm-hmm. Present perfect. Yeah, that's right. So it just goes be, on. Be being saved. Yep. It just goes on and on and on. And Ooh. all of this is like objective stuff. People saw it. People heard it. You know, the guy who's writing this letter himself, he saw it. And it's all tucked into the grace of God. He's like, by the grace of God, I am what I am. I don't deserve this. None of us do. Anyway, I just want to like implore you. What you have in the gospel is way bigger than you think it is. It's way too good to be true than you think it is. Uh, let it let it just resonate in your heart. Be a good news person in a bad news world. And let that be your motivation to getting your butt in a seat on Sunday. Go hear the good news yet again. Because there's something about it. I guarantee you there's something about it that you forgot. Yeah, and this and week. make sure make sure you're actually at some place that you can hear the good news. That's right. And if they're not teaching you the good news, if they're not if they're not gospel permeated, yeah. If you don't leave having it received, reminding, reminding yeah. you, yeah. assuring you, right, making you stand, causing you to be a brother, if you aren't being saved, right. If there's not a an encouragement, if there's not a confidence, there's not a. Um, a, a hope, a living hope, as as Peter calls it. That's right. Then, if then, it's a burden, yeah. If you have to go out and achieve it, if it's something you have to go do, right. If you're not sure you're a brother or a sister, 
I, I give you the right. I, Hunter Sipe, give you the right <laughs> and authority to hit the eject button. Dub the on that church. Eject. Oh, my goodness. But if, go you're, a, if you're a pastor, if you're a pastor, let this ring in your soul. That's right. You have to be bringing them to Christ. You have to be bringing them to what he has done and who he is on our behalf. That's right. Um, because people need that living. Because home. that is of first importance. Yeah. Nothing else matters yeah. other yeah. than that. So Good. All right, thank hey, you all for listening great to, to be the with you guys. It's been good. Hope you've enjoyed our 97th episode. Two Whoa, away. Oh my goodness. The centennial. Now we are now 2 9 three. 2 three. Well, 2 3 2 98.99 and then Oh, 98.99 and then, then 100. What are we going to do for that? We've got to figure that out. I don't know. Any ideas? More than welcome to hear them. Should we do a live episode and invite people to some really cool space and sell it uh, out? We don't have enough people that let's listen. Let's go. Let's rent out Ohio Stadium. <laughs> With what? 108,000 people we need. We need. Listening let's, to a live. Let's round them out. Yeah. <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your mom. Can oh. you imagine? That would be the dumbest thing <laughs> on the face of this planet that is There'd be five existed. people. Hey! The crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ryan right. will show up. No, he won't. No. Okay. All right. See you later. Next week. See you.